However he's blessed you, give him that praise. However he's touched you, however he's healed you, give him that praise. Give him that praise, give him that praise, give him that praise. Give him that glory, give him that honor. Magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together, hallelujah. Magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I come to magnify the Lord. I come to magnify the Lord. I come to magnify the Lord. I come to worship the Lord. I come to magnify the Lord. I got a feeling, I got a feeling, I'm going to watch the clock, but I got a feeling that uh, we may break, we may just break all protocols in this revival. Because I'm not, I'm not, if you look for somebody to entertain you, you, you got the wrong man. I'm not here to entertain or to try to impress you with some kind of preaching style, but I am hungry tonight. I am hungry. I'm hungry. And I'm not, if, if you think I'm talking about pizza, you already missed it. If you think I'm talking about burgers and fries, you've already missed it. But I'm hungry for something else. I'm hungry for Him. I'm hungry for the presence of God. I'm hungry for the glory of God. I'm hungry for the anointing. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Whew. And I know, I know, I know because this is what we do. This is what we do. We don't know anything else to do because this is what we've been trained to do. But I know you think maybe you come tonight to get something, to receive something because we have needs. So you think you come to get a need met. But I got news for you tonight. It's a little bit different in here right now because uh, the Lord has come looking for something. He come looking for something. Uh, the Lord has a need tonight and he's looking for something. He's looking for somebody that's ready to abandon everything for him. That's ready to abandon everything. I'm going to go to Psalms chapter 16. But I heard the Lord say just a few minutes ago, sitting over there. Pastor Pruitt, give honor to you, Pastor and Sister Pruitt, and to all the ministers that are here tonight, all my pastor friends and families, and God bless you in this beautiful church. Can I say this? Is this will this be legal? I'm, I'm, I'll, if I get, if I'm not supposed to say this, I'll run out the back door because he's big and mean looking, and he's not ugly. He's handsome, but he's big. He's mean. I wouldn't want to meet him in an alley. But Sister Chapman, you look great. Can I say that? It, you look great, Sister Chapman. You look great. Oh. Look great, Sister. God bless you. I feel the Holy Ghost here. But when you were testifying, I heard the Lord say, I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. But I can't, I can't finish 
what I want to do with where you are. I can't fix you and finish what I want to do in you where you are. He's not talking geographical location. He's talking where you are spiritually and where you are mentally, where you are in your frame of mind. God cannot finish what He begun in you. He cannot complete what He started where you are. We'll finish that a little bit later. Let me read some scriptures. Psalms chapter 16. Verse 11. Psalm 16 and verse 11. Are you there? Say amen. Amen. That will show me the path of life. In thy presence. In thy presence. Say that with me. In thy presence. Say it again. In thy presence. Is. Come on, read it. Is of at thy right hand there are close your eyes in his presence in his presence in his presence in the presence of the Lord in the presence of the Lord in the presence of the Lord is fullness of joy at his right hand pleasures for evermore oh father father i feel your presence so close speak to us tonight have your way in this service do what you want to do do not let me get in the way say what you want to say quicken our hearts and our minds to hear and receive what you have for us in this service tonight lord let every distraction be silenced let every distraction be silenced right now god In the name of Jesus, Lord, there are people in this room right now. They're standing. They're standing on the precipice of a breakthrough. There are people that are standing right on the edge of their breakthrough, Lord. Let them hear your word tonight. Let them receive their instructions to break on through, God, into what you have for them. Lord, there are people here tonight that are on the fence. They're undecided. They have not made up their mind. Lord they they got one foot in one foot out father they are on they are on the very edge of walking away God get their attention tonight let every voice of confusion and fear that is speaking to them be silenced right now God and let your word take forefront and center in their minds in their spirits in the name of Jesus Let depression be silenced, Lord God. Let depression and fear, Lord God, clinical depression that's manifested in this service tonight be silenced in the name of Jesus. Let fear and tormenting spirits be silenced tonight in the name of Jesus and confusion be arrested tonight in the name of Jesus. There is a spiritual healing. There is mental healing. There is emotional healing, Father, in this room tonight we've come Lord looking for your hands to be out to bless us with some little something or another show us what you want us to see tonight reveal to us what you want us to receive tonight in Jesus name 
church said amen. I'm going to talk to you tonight for a few minutes about an insatiable hunger. An insatiable hunger for the power of presence. An insatiable hunger for the power of presence. I want to talk to us for a few minutes tonight about an insatiable hunger for the power of presence. Give the Lord a great big clap off. You hear the word of the Lord tonight, you won't leave like you came. You hear the word of the Lord tonight, you won't leave like you came. You can be seated. I am watching the clock, but I am not in a hurry. I'm just going to let God do what he wants to do. In thy presence, in thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. The word presence there literally means face. It's the face of God. His presence is His face. His face is where His attention is. His face is where He is looking. His face is His undivided attention. It's where He is focused, is where His face is. Too often, we as children are consumed with His hands because that's where the good stuff comes from. We get the gifts. We want the gifts. We want our needs met. We need something. We need to be touched. We need to be healed. We need to be delivered. We need to be, we need a financial blessing. We need this door open. We need that door open. We need some kind of direction. And, and so we want, we want the hands of God. We want the hands of God. And, and we're such a, we're such a needy, needy, needy people today. I'm not talking to just Christians. I'm talking about Americans. We're such a needy, greedy people today. We just demand everything now. We want it now. We want it immediately. We want it instantly. We, we, they used to call us the microwave generation, but we, we want it faster than a microwave uh, uh, can even do it. We, 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 we want it quickly. We want it quickly. We want it now. We want it a, 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 as fast as we can possibly get it. We, we don't have time to wait. We don't have time to tarry. We don't have time to dwell anywhere or wait for it anywhere. That uh, 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 used to. It's old school now. Let's talk about old school a little bit. Uh, in the early church, they knew how to wait on the Lord. They knew how to get in the presence of God and they would tarry in the presence of God in, 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 in the early church. And, you know, I'm talking about just a few years ago. They used to have a room in a lot of churches and they would call it the prayer room in a lot of churches and, and people would show up. Get this. Check this out. You ain't going to believe this, but people would actually show up an hour early or 30 minutes early and go in the prayer room and they would actually pray before service started. So that God would move and create an atmosphere in the church for God to move. Can you believe they did that? We ain't got time to do that today. We got to get here five minutes before service starts. Uh, 
Because we want it quick and we want it fast. And so we're focused on the hands. And, but, but in His presence, His presence, this, that's His face where His attention is, where He is looking. First Chronicles chapter 16, uh, verse 25 says, For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He also is to be feared above all gods. Verse 26 says, For all the gods of the people are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Listen to this, verse 27. Glory and honor are in His presence. Presence is His face. Glory and honor are where He's looking. Glory and honor, if you got God looking at you, glory and honor is in His presence. If God's got His eyes on you, glory and honor is in His presence. I'm gonna, listen to me. I might as well just, you ain't shouting with me on this, but let me talk about your paycheck a little bit, and you're making some extra money and somebody will shout with me. But it's because, see, what we gotta understand is all of these things that we seek and all of these things that we desire if we could ever figure out that if we just get in the presence of God and entertain the presence of God and that everything that we need is in the presence of God glory and honor are in his presence where his face is listen strength and gladness are in his place give unto the Lord ye kindreds of the people give unto the Lord glory and strength give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name bring an offering and come before him worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness would somebody lift up their hands and worship the Lord right now in the beauty of holiness Lift up their hands and worship the Lord right now in the beauty of holiness. Would somebody praise Him for His presence? Would somebody praise Him? In His presence, in His presence, in His presence, in His presence. Isn't it something? Isn't it something? Isn't it something that when we see, when we, when we read in Psalm 1611, our text about the presence of God, that in His presence there's always something. You cannot get into the presence of the Lord, as I said a few minutes ago, and leave unchanged. Because when you get in the presence of God, it's going to change you, ladies and gentlemen. When you get in the presence of God, it is going to change you. It's going to change you from the inside out. You can't get in the presence of life and leave unchanged. You can't get in the presence of... Why is there fullness of joy in the presence of God? Because He is joy personified. If you're in the presence of God, you can't leave depressed. You can't leave downtrodden. You can't leave confused. If you get in the presence of God, Because in His presence, there's fullness at His right hand, which is the hand of power and the arm of power. There is pleasures forevermore. If you want to be blessed, get in the presence of God. You want to be healed, get in the presence of God. You want to be delivered, get in the presence. I'm going to get in trouble before on the first night. I'm going to get in trouble on the first night. Just because you're worshiping, just because you're clapping like this, and you're doing all that stuff, don't mean you're in His presence. Now, you, can I just preach it plain? 
<laughs> so you, 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 well, y'all, y'all, y'all ain't gonna get mad at me, are you? Y'all ain't gonna get mad at me? Are you? you can go to a Trump rally. You can go to a Trump rally. I'll just do this because it's because it's hot, hot during this uh, election season right now. All right, <laughs> you, you, you can go to a Trump rally. He can take the microphone, boy. You can be clapping and screaming, "Woo, Donald, Donald, yeah!" Or you can go to Hillary rally if that if that makes you feel better. If that, if that makes y'all feel better, you. <laughs> And you can be clapping and screaming and hollering and waving at them. You can do that all day long. But Donald ain't going to give you none of his billions. You out there clapping and waving at him and smiling and you want to touch him when he walks by. But he ain't going to open his pocketbook up to you and give you anything. You can sit right here in this service while the songs are playing. You can clap your hands. You can sing the songs of Zion and still not get the blessings of God. Because you are not entering into the presence of God. Come on, somebody say man, Give me some more juice up here, brother, or something. I need something up here. Let's go on. Let's go on. In Chronicles, glory and honor and in His presence. See, everywhere you see the presence of God, there's always something happening in the presence of God. Strength and gladness are in the presence of God. It's always there in the presence of God. We go, we know Jeremiah 29 and 11. We could quote Jeremiah 29 and 11. Somebody quote it real quick. Don't put it up there. Somebody quote it real fast. Come on, come on, come on. Jeremiah 29. Quit Googling it. Quit Googling it. Then quote it. Uh huh, uh huh, see, wait, stop! Thank you. Y'all, you're right, you're right, and you're right, and you're right. They both were right, but they both started quoting them for different versions. King James Version, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Listen to me. The word thoughts. Can I give you what God gave me for this service tonight? The word thoughts is a contrivance. It literally means a contrivance. I said, what is a contrivance, God? It is a thing that is created skillfully and inventively to serve a particular purpose. A contrivance is something that causes things to happen in a story, in a way that does not seem natural or believable. A contrivance is literally plans plans so that's where she started quoting it from because most people quote it from the NIV I know the plans that I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you hope and a future do you know what plans are? Do you know what a contrivance is? It is something that somebody has set up for down the road You see this cool, you see this cool thing over here? It is a phone. It's an iPhone. And on this phone is a calendar. And on this calendar is full of plans. I got the, I got the, past, past, where, where's the, where's the other past? Where do you go? Where, pastor? No, not that pastor. Hester. Where you at? Oh, there he is. Yeah. He said, what's your plans, brother? Before church. You got anything open this time, this time? I had to think about my schedule. Had to go to my calendar. Had to look at my calendar. Because my calendar is a contrivance. It's plans. It's future, it's days that I got marked down for a future event. So I had to see if this day was open or if that day was open. Because I've got plans on those days. God said, whoo, 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 
I know the plans. I know, I know the thoughts or the contrivance that I have for you. You back here, but I got some things up here working for you on down the line just a little bit that you don't even know about. I got some plans. I know you're going through something over here, but I got I got some thoughts for you. I got some plans for you. I done got it marked down in my calendar that you're going to prosper. See, you know, see God, God's already got it written down. God's already got it wrote down. It's already in his calendar. It's a contrivance. It's his thoughts. He is so far ahead. Oh, my. God, pastor, pastor, you need to hear me tonight. God is so far ahead of your growth. crazy. I'm, I just can't hardly contain it all up in here. God is so far ahead of your growth plans. It'll blow your mind if God will open show you his calendar that he has for you concerning your growth in your church. And you wondering how we're going to do this and how this is going to fall into place. God says, I already got that planned out. I already, I already thought about that because I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'm already up Give the Lord a clap offering right now. Give the Lord a clap offering right now. I know the thought, I know what I'm thinking about you. God said, I know what I'm thinking. God said, I know what I'm thinking about you. I got it right here. God said, I know what I'm thinking about you. I know what you're thinking, baby. You're thinking we ain't going to make it. You're thinking that we ain't going to come out. You're thinking we can't have revival. God said, I done got it written down. I had a pastor friend call me on the way up here. He called me on the way up here today. He said, Time out, I'm gonna get a drink. That ain't what he said, but that's what I said. Thank you, brother. Thank you, thank you. You're a good man. I don't care what your wife says. You're a good man. He called me because they've been they've been uh, entering into an, a business venture uh, that that uh I'm not going to go into a lot of details because they might not want me to tell a lot of details. But they, 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 been, they, they, this business venture came up to them. His wife been wanting to do this. Just, his wife been wanting to run a bakery. She, she went to school. She's a culinary artist. She went to college for that. She knows how to cook like you wouldn't believe and bake and all that good stuff. And, and so she's always dreamed about having a bakery. And a bakery, and they're a young church. I think they're like two years old, year and a half old. They're a very young church, very new church that, that started there uh, not too far from where I live. I preach for them quite often. We're, we're, I'm real good friends with the pastor. So he'd called me before concerning this, this business and, and, and that the, the, they had found that it opened up to them. Somebody told them about a bakery that had shut down and, and the people just couldn't afford to make it go. So do y'all want to go look? Look at it. I know the guy that owns, I know the doctor that owns the building and I'm not going to go into all the details. But when they went there and looked at it, they walked through the door. I said, I said, first of all, I told him, I said, listen, God is going to move in this situation like you ain't going to believe. God is going to do something and he's going to bless your church and it's not going to be just a bakery. It's going to be beyond just a bakery. God's going to use it to bless the church. And so when they, when they, when they went to look at the business, the building, the old bakery that had shut down, walked in there. Oh, there's, 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 
thousands of dollars worth of, of material in their ovens and everything that you need to start a bakery and it's all pretty much brand new. There's thousands of dollars, thousands of dollars worth of sugar and flour and, 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 and all kinds of things that you need that somebody would need just to walk off the street and immediately start a bakery. And, and so, so I said, yeah, God's going to work this out. God ended up working it out. Uh, and he called me today. He said, man, we got a, we got a, a situation uh, that's coming up with the, with the thing. Our opening is coming up in a in, in few days, about two weeks. Our old grand opening is coming up in about two weeks. And we got this hurdle in the way. And we got that hurdle in the way. And we are out of money. We're out of money. We've spent everything cleaning up, repainting everything. We, 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 we spent all the money we had for our deposit and, and for uh, uh, to turn the electricity on, switch it over in our name. It was 1500 bucks, And we spent all the money that we need. We, have, we got two weeks until it's our grand opening and Three weeks until we have to pay some more rent. So I said, so I listened to him go on, go on, go on, go on. I finally said, dude, let me tell you something. I said, God, if God hasn't showed you by now that He's rolled out the red carpet for you, you ain't gonna see it at all. If God hasn't showed you by now that He that everything's gonna be all right, that He's gonna He's already made the way, you He ain't gonna show you. So I just I had to rebuke Him a little bit because He's standing right here and He's trying to figure out how we're gonna get past these hurdles. I said, Jack, God's already done on the other side of the hurdles, brother. He's on the other side of the hurdles and He's gonna make a way. I don't know all the electrics. I don't know all the terms. Can I just tell this? I feel I need to tell it. I don't know all the terms, but their one of their one of their freezers went out. They, they went there and it, it, it went out. It ran out of freon. It just went out. Big massive thing. It was. It's like it's like fifteen hundred dollars a pound to fill that thing up. It is major, crazy for the freon that goes in that machine. The guy works in his church is, a, is one of the guys that works on those machines. Blah, 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 blah. He called him up there. He said, what are we going to do about this? It's got a leak. I can fix it. How are we going? We can't fill it up. We can't, we can't fill this thing up with, with $1,500 a, a pound to, to, to put this Freon stuff in there. What are we going to do? He said, I don't know, Pastor. We're just going to have to pray about it. He went back there into the kitchen. He went back there where all that stuff was. He, he got down. He was looking through some cabinets. This electrician guy was looking through some cabinets. He got down there on his knees. He opened a, a cabinet up. He was looking under there. He pulled this big old bottle out of there. He called Pastor in there. He said, Pastor, what, 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 what's this doing in here? And it was that, it was the particular Freon that they needed to fill up their, it was, it was over $2,500 worth of Freon that they needed to fill up their system. It had been left there by the previous owners. Ladies, I said, brother. I said, brother, that's God slapping you upside the back of the head. Every time a hurdle rises up in your way, God's trying to tell you, I got this. I already thought that through. I already thought that through. Come on, I'm back on a pastor right now again. God's thinking so far ahead of you, you need to quit worrying about it and just obey God. Close your eyes for just a second. You need to quit worrying about it, Pastor. You need to quit stressing over it, Pastor. You need to quit fretting over it, Pastor. God's got you covered. I'm talking to somebody in the Holy Ghost right now. God's got you covered. 
I know the enemy's been coming against you. I know the enemy's been battling you, minister. Minister, I know the enemy's been coming against you, but God's got it covered. God's got, he, he knows the thoughts, thoughts that He's already thought about you, about your situation, about your dilemma, about what you're going through. God's already thought it through. You're trying, well, let me go on, let me go on, let me go on. Let me go on. Give the Lord a clap offering right now. I got, I got to go on, but the Lord just told me to go on and I would deal with that again in just a few minutes. For I know the, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. We, 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 we mostly quote the NIV for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope in a future. But that's where we always stop. We don't, nobody quotes the, uh, the next two verses. We don't read the next two verses. We don't quote the next two verses because that, that verse 11 is the most popular. Verse 11, you know, it makes us feel good. It's our cheerleader verse. You want to get somebody shouting. You need to testify at a, at a, at a rally and you want to get somebody shouting. Just quote this scripture. They'll shout. If they ain't totally dead, they'll shout over this scripture. But we don't want to read, we don't, we don't cover the next two. Verse 12, then, then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. God said, if you, if you understand the, the contrivance that I have towards you, if you understand the plans that I have already made towards you, if you already, if you would, if you understand the plans that I've got for you, then you will come to me and you will pray to me and I will listen to you. Oh, is anybody tracking with me in the Holy Ghost right now? Do you know why we worry and why we stress and why we get anxious and why we threaten to quit church and why we'll miss on Sunday if everything ain't going right? Because we don't know the thoughts that God has towards us. We don't know what God has planned for us because if we did, it wouldn't matter what hell was trying to do to us. We'd still come to God. We'd bring the need to God. We'd pray to God. He said, when you know, the, when you, when you think about the plans I have for you, they're, they're plans to prosper you and not harm you. They're plans to give you hope in the future. Whatever's standing in your way right now, if it's harming you, if it's trying to harm you, if it's trying to destroy your hope in your future, it is not of God. It's not God's will for you to be bogged down by that. And if you understand that, then you will come to God and you will pray to God. And the Bible says, I will listen to you. But listen, but verse, we gotta keep reading. We can't stop there. We gotta keep reading. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. You will, you, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. With all of your heart. I'm, Listen, 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 listen. I'm not, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm, 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 I, I can be just like anybody else. I know y'all all holy up in here. But I've been in church long enough. I know how to do it. I've been in church long enough. I know how to do it. I can clap. I can keep beat. I know, we've seen that song so many times. I can clap. I can keep beating. I can know it. I can even be saying the words of that song out of my mouth without even looking at the screen because we sing it so many times. But my mind is somewhere else. My mind is focused on something else yeah I'm clapping I'm singing but I'm not in his presence because if I was in his presence my mind would be focused on the Lord I wouldn't be distracted by what I've been going through and dealing with by what's coming against me 
Now, I know y'all acting all holy right now. Like, boy, we don't do that around here, boy. When we in church, we in church. Oh, come on, get real. You, so, you don't even... You, If we were seeking God with all our heart, we wouldn't have time to be checking our Facebook status here in the middle of preaching right now. Come on. If we're seeking God with all of our heart, we wouldn't have time to be checking the score. An insatiable hunger for the power of presence. That's what I'm hungry for. That's what I'm hungry for. How hungry are you tonight? How hungry are you tonight? I'm talking about a passionate pursuit of the presence of God. A passionate pursuit of the presence of God. If we only knew what God had for us, the presence of God, the, the kingdom of God, if we understood the kingdom, the, the principles of the kingdom of God, it would absolutely blow our minds. Religion, religion in the world, religion in the world, religion in the world, world, religion, religion. Please don't, I don't, I'm not gonna, I'm not, never mind, I'm not apologizing. You get offended, you, you, you just get offended. Pray through over it. Get the Holy Ghost, you get unoffended. Hollywood, Christianity, Christianity, Hollywood, Hollywood, Christianity, what are you gonna call it? These gospel preachers on TV, these pre these TV evangelists, these TV pre they've taught us how to have church. They've taught us how to have church. They've taught us how to go through the motions. They've taught us how to just enter, have entertainment church. And if you don't have enough, you don't have the right entertainment, we get bored with it. We'll leave. Come on, ladies and gentlemen. Let me preach. Let's get real for just a few minutes. Let's get real for just a few minutes. Two hour into the service, hour and 45 minutes into the service. We're getting a little antsy. We're getting a little, what time is it? We got to get out of here. We got to go home. But we can stand up for four hours at a football game and not even sit down. We come to the house of God and we'll fuss about it's too hot, it's too cold. We'll stand outside breathing smoke out of our mouth at a football game because we are in love with our team. God, you're going to bless me, you better make it quick. You're going to bless me, you better make it fast. I'm going to give it about an hour and I'm ready to go. I'm ready to get out of here. You better bless me now, God. It bothers me. It disturbs me. When I'm, when, when I'm in a service, I can't even hardly look out at the congregation anymore when I'm worshiping in some churches because you're worshiping and God's trying to move and God's trying to work and God is saying, I got plans for you and people look like they're bored out of their mind. People looking like, God, you're going to bless me. You better do something now, God. You're going to have to sing a better song than that. I don't even really like that song, and I sure ain't going to worship to it. Your heart ain't in it. Your heart ain't in it. Your spirit ain't in it. You hear, but you ain't in His presence. You wonder, why ain't I getting healed? Because you ain't in His presence. Why ain't I getting delivered? Because you ain't in His presence. I ain't got, I ain't got time. I ain't, I don't have time. Plans. Somebody say plans. Plans. Dear God in heaven. If, if, if God, if God would open up. 
Christine, if God would show you about five more pages down in your life right now, you wouldn't question, you would never question anything. You would never question anything else. If He'd show you about five more pages down, you wouldn't question nothing. You wouldn't have no more questions in your mind if He'd just show you about five more pages down in your life. But He, he ain't gonna show you five more pages down in His life. But I'm gonna get to some word on that in just a minute because He wants you to trust Him where you're at right now and give Him everything you got right now. If he showed us his plans for us and his thoughts towards us, oh my God. If pa- Boy, I keep harping on this because I'm feeling it in the Holy Ghost. But pastors in this room right now, evangelists in this room right now, if God would just show you the thoughts that he's thinking about, the revival he wants you to have, and what he wants you to do to your city and your community, you wouldn't question anything. You'd get up Sunday morning and say, I am in the will of God, and you ain't going to tell me I'm not. Instead, because you're wondering about it, you're questioning the plans of God, and you're wondering about the plans of God, you're going to walk up there Sunday morning unsure if you're even in the right place. I've been up here about 30 minutes. Am I all right? Plans. Can I read? Can I read? Ephesians 2, 10 real quick. Just from the Amplified. Can I read it from the Amplified real quick? I won't harp on it. Can I just read it to you real quick? The Amplified's powerful. It'll blow your mind if you listen to it. We are, let me read to you from the King James Version first. We are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus under good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. Can I read it to you from the Amplified? Are you ready for this? Slap your neighbor upside the back of the head and say, it's going to blow your mind. Woo! Some of you husbands will wait to do that for a long time. That's all right. She knows where you sleep. (laughs) Amplified. We are his workmanship. Listen, his own masterwork, a work of art. (laughs) If if we ever get a revelation of that, we won't ever have to preach to you again. If you understand that you are his work of art. He don't make no junk, baby. He don't make no junk. He don't make no losers. He don't make no failures. He don't make no quitters. Oh, my God. You know what? That Lord, I ain't got time to preach all this. You know what that means? You might have fallen yesterday, but you're going to get back up today. You might have just made a mistake, but you finna get back in the race because he don't make failures. He don't make junk. He don't make quitters. And you are his work of art. (laughs) I wish somebody would give God a shout of praise right now. You ain't no failure because he don't make failures. God, I say, I told y'all, I told y'all I wasn't going to preach that. Created, we are His workmanship, His masterwork, His work of art. Created in Christ, listen, created in Christ Jesus, reborn from above, 
spiritually transformed, renewed, listen, ready to be used for good works. Anybody ready to be used of God tonight? Which God has, which God prepared, ready to be used for good works, which God has prepared for us beforehand taking paths which he has set up for us beforehand so that we would walk in them living the good life which God prearranged and made ready for us God have mercy Sometimes we act like we, we're trying to have revival, but God ain't interested. Sometimes we act like, God, here we are. We're building a church for you. Why don't you get involved, God? Here we are trying to win souls, God. Where the heck are you, God? Why ain't you doing something? So we act like something. This is our church, and we try to build a church. If we only get up, we would only know God's got plans for you. He's got plans for you. It ain't to fail. It's to grow. It's to win the lost. It's to heal people. It's to deliver people. God's got plans for you. I know the plans I have. How hungry are you for it, though? How hungry are you for it? How hungry are you for Him, for His presence? For the thoughts that he thinks towards you. For the plans that he has for you. How passionate are you for what God has for you? He's not, oh dear God, help me get this across, Lord Jesus. He is not going to bring it to you. I mean, how am I going to put this because i got to tie it all together? Because he did do what I'm about to say he's not going to do. He's not going to bring it to you and set it in your lap on a silver platter and say, here, just take what you want. He's not going to force feed you. He did bring it to you on a, on a bloody platter, if you please. He brought it to you on a cross. He brought it to you on an altar called the cross. He brought you everything you need. He brought you everything you need but he ain't gonna make you he's not gonna force feed you he's not gonna make you eat it he told Israel to open wide your mouth and I will fill it but they had to open their mouth oh my god I ain't got time to preach it look it up he said Israel open your mouth and I will fill it and the very next verse says but they would not Open your mouth, Christina, and I will fill it. I'm going to make you drink this water. I'm struggling, Lord. I'm just really struggling, God. I'm just going through all this stuff, God. We want, this is what we want. Cross your arms. Get mad. Get an attitude, brother. Get mad. Cross your arms. No. Don't smile. <laughs> Unsmile, brother. He can't do it. He's just a natural smiling dude. He can't even look me. <laughs> so look at you can look mean. Real quick, he said. I ain't picking on him, though. He does look mean. Pouty. Get pouty. 
You can get pouty. Come on, like that. Yeah, cross your arm. Get pouty. God, I'm, I just can't take it no more, Lord. I'm just, I'm just hurting. I'm just struggling. I'm just going through this. I just can't take it no more, God. We come to church. We just sit down, and we want God. drink it god said look i got it for you if you'll open your mouth if you'll open your mouth i'll fill it up if you'll open your mouth i'll fill it up if you'll open your mouth i'll bless i know the y'all ain't i don't know if you're tracking with me right now i know the plans i have for you i know the thoughts i think towards you i'll fill it up if you just open up you got to give me a way to work you got to give me an avenue to work in you got to open your mouth you got to open your heart how hungry are you for what god wants to do for you How hungry are you? Passion. Somebody say passion. What is your passion? I'm watching the clock. What is your passion tonight? What is your passion? Passion is a strong, listen, I looked up the word passion, is strong, barely controllable emotion, an intense desire or enthusiasm for something. An intense desire or enthusiasm for something. What is your passion? What are you passionate about tonight? Is it, is it, is it Hollywood? Is it movies? Is it sports? Would we get you fired up if we started talking about the politicians and who was running for office or who, who is president? Would we get you fired up? But yet, but yet we don't get fired up in church. What is your passion? What are you hungry for tonight? Your hunger will determine the depth of your passion. What you're hungry for, your hunger will determine the depth of your revival. Church, church, let me talk to the saints just a minute. Your hunger will determine the depth of the revival that you have. Your hunger will determine the depth of the awakening that you have in this area, in this community, or wherever you're at. Pastor, your hunger will determine your depth of revival that you have. Your hunger will determine, your hunger will determine the plans that come to pass. God's got the plans. They're already written down. I done told you they're written down in blood. It's whatever you find in that book. It's that promises to you. It's yours. It's yes and amen. The promises are. But how hungry are you? Hedrick Zorn said, Hedrick Zorn said, don't waste your breath proclaiming what's really important to you. Don't waste your breath proclaiming what's really important to you. How you spend your time says it all. He said there's no sense talking about priorities. Priorities reveal themselves. We are all transparent against the face of the clock. How hungry are you? I'm getting close. I'm getting close. How hungry are you? What is your passion tonight? What are you looking for in 2016? What are you wanting in 2016? David said in Psalms 42 and 1, as the heart panteth, as the heart panteth, as the deer thirst or longs for or pants for streams of water. He said, my soul thirst and longs for you, O God. My, my soul, my, my soul, my soul thirst for God. 
for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? The expanded Bible says, when shall I come and see the face of God? When can I meet with God face to face? David said, I'm so thirsty for you. I'm so thirsty for you, God. I'm like a deer panting for the streams of water. When can I come and meet you face to face? I wonder if there's anybody in this building that got up this morning and said, God, I want to meet you face to face today, God. I want to meet you face to face today, God. I want to hear your voice to speak to me today, God. I want to see you work in my life and through my life today, God. I don't know about a deer. Can I have a few more minutes? I don't know about a deer. I've never seen a deer panting for the water brooks. I've never seen a deer panting for the streams of water. But I know about horses. I know about horses. When I, when we lived in Texas, I had a horse ranch. I had several horses. I had several head of horses on, on my horse ranch before God called me to go full time on the evangelistic field, move from Texas to Knoxville, sell everything in Texas that I had. You want to talk about plans? You want to talk about plans? You don't want to talk about plans that God, and, and, and the thoughts that God has. It's something, it's something when God says, look, I got plans for you. What are they, God? I'm going to tell you later. But right now, I want you to resign your church. Okay, uh, that's it. I'll tell you later. Resign my church. All right, now, God, what do you want me to do now? I want you to resign as district superintendent of West Texas, New Mexico district of the Assemblies of the Lord Jesus Christ. I said, all right, God, what am I going to do then? I'll tell you later. But I know the plans I got for you. I'm just needing you to trust me right now. So I'll resign. What do you want me to do, God? I want you to sell your house, sell everything you got, sell your boat, sell your trailer, sell your horse trailer, sell everything, sell your horses, sell everything. And I want you to move 1,100 miles away. I want you to leave all your family, all your friends, everything. Everybody you know behind in Texas. I want you to go to Knoxville where you don't know anybody. And I want you to live there where you don't know anybody. I said, God, you got to be kidding me. I got plans for you. Oh, what I just didn't know is that my family needed a healing. My wife needed a healing. My boy needed a healing. And what God knew, it was 1,100 miles away at First Apostolic Church. And God said, that's where I'm going to send you. And when you get there, It's been four years. It's the most beautiful thing I've ever done. It's the greatest move I've ever made. But it was one day at a time. Anyway, I'm sorry. I got horses. I had horses. I would go out of town. It's Friday night. I promise you the bars will still be open when we're done. They'll still be honky-tonking, dancing, worshiping their God when you're at home in bed, okay? It's 9.15, 9.10. I'm almost done. Maybe. Possibly. I would go out of town sometime. Especially in the summer. 105, 110 degrees in Texas. and Water troughs with several horses drinking. I'm going to go dry fast. Sometimes I'd have the wrong people watching. I'd come back and get back. and I'd go out there and see horses standing around the water trough. And they'd just be pawing the ground. I'd have to get a whip. I'd have to get my whip or my lariat out. I'd have to crack the whip because they're pawing the ground and they're blowing out of their nose. They're blowing out of their mouth because they are craving the water. There is a, there is a, 
thirst in, the, in them. There is a desire in them for something to keep them alive. And they're, they're craving the water. They're pawing at the ground. I would look inside the trough. I would look inside my trough. Big old water trough. I would look inside. And you could see, you could see hoof, hoof, hoof marks where they'd have their foot. I had one, I had one, a quarter horse who was real bad about that. He would get in there. You could see where he'd been pawing the bottom of the trough because he knew that's where the water was supposed to be. And he was so thirsty, he would be pawing. And I could see where he'd scratched, where they had scratched the bottom of the trough, desiring and craving the water. And I would have to keep them off with the lariat. I would turn the water on. I would have to keep them off with the cracking the whip watching my back watching my back because when they heard the water and they smelled the water they had no regard for me they didn't care if I was standing in the way if they could get past the fear of that whip they would have knocked me down they would have trampled me to get to, I was their owner I loved them I took care of them I pet them I fed them but there was a craving on the inside of them there was a need on the inside of them if they could have got past the fear of the whip and the lariat they would have trampled me to death with no thought about it because there was a hunger there was an insatiable appetite on the inside of them for the water I wonder if we would come to church and the pastor would have to break out the whip sit down folks sit down we gotta get on with our service I can't sit down I gotta worship I can't sit down I gotta have a drink I wonder what would happen if our services ever flipped upside down. And if we came through those doors with such a craving for the presence of God, for such a hunger for the presence of God, that we were just pawing from the pits, we were pawing when we walked through the door for the presence of God, just to see His face, I want to see Him face to face. Brother Joseph, I want to see Him face to face. I want to see the Shekinah glory of God. Good God Almighty, when's the last time we've been in a church and the Shekinah glory failed? David said, as the deer pants for the water, my soul, my soul, i got to quit, my soul, my soul is panting and thirsting for God, for nothing more than God, but still for more and more and more of God. That word soul, listen to me, I'm going I'm to bring this to a close. That word soul, I dug it out, I looked it up. It's a breathing creature. It's, it's the body, it's breath, it's desire. It's me. It's me. The word soul is the mind. Pleasure. Her, him, my, thy, self, self, yourselves. The word soul is our whole being our whole being David said my whole being thirst for God having a personal relate listen to me having a personal relationship with Jesus 
It goes beyond church membership. It goes beyond you just coming to church once a week. It's an insatiable desire. It won't permit you just to, it won't permit you to boycott spending time with the Lord. It won't permit you. I'm sorry. I I don't want to I don't want to bust your bubble if you if you wrote this book or if you like this book, but a personal relationship with Jesus Christ won't permit you a five-minute little prayer in the morning while you rush off to work or school. No more, no more than a little five-minute peck on your wife's cheek will help you maintain a strong relationship. A personal relationship with Jesus Christ it's an insatiable desire. It's a hunger. It's a, it's a pressing. It's, a de- it's almost a demanding. I, I can't breathe without the Lord. I can't move without the Lord. I can't live without the Lord. Can you? Can you? Will you? All oh, David said, my soul, my soul, me, everything that I am. Listen to me. You need to track with me tonight. Everything I am, all of my failures, all of my shortcomings, all of my warts, all of my ticks, all of my pimples, all of everything, all of my worries and my stresses, everything that makes up what I'm dealing with right now, everything that's within me seeks God. And that's what God wants. That's what God wants. That's what God desires. He wants you. He wants you. He wants you in everything that comes with you. He wants you. He's not want, He don't want you to try to figure it out and then come to Him. He don't want you to try to solve the problem and then come. He wants you right now. I've almost been preaching an hour. So the question is this. Can you and will you Trust in the Lord with all of you. Can you trust in the Lord with all of you? Proverbs 3, 5 through 7. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge Him and He will direct your paths. Remember the Lord. Know Him in all that you do. Everything that you do. Everything that you are. Everything that you're going through. Will you acknowledge the Lord? Will you let Him have it? Will you trust Him with the storm that you're facing right now? Will you trust Him with the things that you're going through right now? Will you trust God with all of you, with your plans? with what you're praying about, with what you're seeking God about. Will you trust Him with it? Will you abandon them at His feet and say, here it is, God. I want your plan. I want you to direct my path. I want you to order my steps. And so that's why I come back to you, Christine. I said I would finish it a while ago. 
If God would show you five pages down in your life, ten pages down, you wouldn't question anymore. You wouldn't question anything anymore. If you saw the plans, if you saw the plans that God has laid out for you, the questions would be gone out of your mind and out of your spirit. And you would begin to soar on another level. You would begin to walk and operate on another plane. If you could see down the road a little bit further. But God is not going to permit you to do so. Except by telling you through a man of God or your pastor here and there and give you little glimpses of them. But what God wants you to do is trust Him where you are right now. With all that you are right now. And when you do that, then He will direct your path. And I'm not just talking to you. I'm talking to you and I'm talking to you and I'm talking to you and I'm talking to you. When you trust God with all that you are right now, He will direct your path. And His when you when He directs your path, He will make it plain. He will make it straight. I gotta close. I heard the Lord say this. Four things. Step out of your comfort zone. You've got to step out of your comfort zone. Oh, thank you, Lord. He brought it, he just brought it back to me. He just brought it back to me. I'm not done yet, he said. He told me the, the first of this service, I'm not done yet. But I can't, I can't finish my work where you are right now. I can't finish what I want to finish where you are right now. You've got to step out of your comfort zone. I touched you in that dimension. I touched you on that level. I touched you where you were here. But I'm not going to continue to do for you here what I want to do for you. You've got to keep moving. You've got to keep going. Understand what I'm saying. I'm not talking geographically. I'm talking spiritually. I'm talking mentally. I'm talking in your prayer life. I'm talking in your worship. You've got to move. You've got to grow up a little bit. You've got to come out of your comfort zone. You got used to God touching you here. That was when you was a baby. Now it's time to move forward. He ain't going to change your diaper no more. You better, you, it's time for you to come out of your diaper and start move, start growing up and going forward. Come out of your comfort zone. If you're going to trust God, you've got to step out of your comfort zone. i got to move on. Step out of your fear. Step out of your complacency. Step out of your disobedience. It is time for you to bring Christ from the perimeter of your life and place Him in the vortex of your life. It's time for you to quit letting God just do His thing out here on the edge. And it's time for you to bring Him in and make Him Lord of your life. Put Him in the middle of your world. Put Him in the middle of your life and you will see the plans of God come to pass in your life you will see the thoughts of God begin to be unfolded in your life the proof of your desires and your pursuit the proof of your desire is in your pursuit. How hard are you going after God? How hard are you going after God? David said, I press. Ah, yeah, I'm not intimidated. You don't intimidate me. David said, I press. I press. Brother Chapman, he said, man, I got this pedigree, that pedigree. I'm from this 
family, this is my family tree. I know this. I've been there. I've done that. I got all this stuff, man. He said, if anybody's got a right to brag, I got a right to brag. He said, look. Look at that's my pedigree right there. Look. He said, that's who I am. That's what I got. But I'll take every bit of that. I'll take every bit of that. I'll take every bit of all that I do. It don't mean nothing to me. My name don't mean nothing to me. My pedigree don't mean nothing to me. My money don't mean nothing to me. Everything I am, I count it but dung. If I can just get Christ. If I can just get to Christ. If I can just get to Jesus. He said, something's got a hold of me. He said, something's got a hold of me. He said, something's got a hold of me. And I want to get a hold of it like it's got a hold of me. Does that make sense, Pastor? He said, something's got a hold of me. And I want to get a hold of it like it's got a hold of me. He said, Jesus has got me. And I want to get Jesus like Jesus has got me. And I will count everything but dung. If I could just get Christ. If I could just get Jesus. If I could get a hold of Jesus. Nothing else will matter to me. I'll lay it down. I'll lay down my name. I'll lay down my identity. I'll lay down my hurt. I'll lay down my pain. I'll lay down my struggle. I'll, I'll quit sucking my thumb. I'll quit being selfish. I'll quit feeling sorry for myself. And I will lay it at the feet of Jesus. I will press for Him. I will reach for Him. Because I want Him more than I want to breathe. Close your eyes. Worship God. Come on, worship God. Worship God. Worship God. Worship God. Worship God. Come on, call on the Lord right now, church. Call on the Lord right now, church. The proof of desire is in pursuit.
You're not going to possess what you're unwilling to pursue. You're not going to possess what you won't go after. You're not going to possess it standing on the sideline. You're not going to possess him standing on the sideline. You've got to reach for him. You've got to hunger for him. You've got to go after him. I'm not unburdened yet. I'm trying to unburden myself. I'm almost done, but I can't, I can't let this go. Will you abandon your struggle, your pain, your heartache, your disappointment? Will you abandon that for his presence? Will you trust him with all your wishes, your desires, your dreams? Will you trust him? Will you trust him? Every eye is closed, every head is bowed. Can I be plain? Look at me for just a minute. Look at me. Look at me for just a minute. Can I be plain? Can I, can I talk a little bit plain in here? An insatiable hunger for the power of presence. An insatiable hunger for, for God's presence. A, a passionate desire for the presence of God is in one word, in one word, I'm going to give it to you in one word. It's intimacy. It's intimacy in one word. It's intimacy. Do you understand? It's intimacy. I'm going to be plain in here right now. I'm fixing to talk to you a little bit plain, and we're going to be done. I didn't, this ain't in my notes. The Lord just gave me this just now. The Lord just told me this just now. But I can come in here. You better track with me on a spiritual level right now. You'll never get this. You'll never understand what I'm talking about if you don't track with me on a spiritual level right now. I can come in here and I can shake hands with and I can fellowship with every lady in this room. We can fellowship. I can say, how you doing? What's going on? How you doing? Isn't that great? That's a pretty shirt. Isn't that awesome? How you doing? High five me right there. Awesome. Isn't that great? But there is, only, there is only a certain level that I can go with to, with to, a certain point that I can go to with every lady in this room. And then it stops. But when I am with my wife, whom I am one with, we are one, we're now two no longer, we're now one flesh. We can go to a level that, that, that I couldn't go to with anybody else. We can go to a level. We go to, we go, we go behind closed doors and things happen and things are exchanged behind closed doors that are not exchanged out here in public with everybody else. 
There are things that come off behind closed doors that stay on out here in public with everybody else. There are things that are exchanged behind closed doors between two people that are one that don't happen in here around everybody else. If you're tracking with me on a spiritual level, you understand we can do things with God in here among everybody else. But there are things that are exchanged between me and God when we go behind closed doors. There are things that come off when when me and God go behind closed doors. My insecurities come off. My failures come off. My doubts come off. My questions come off when me and God go behind closed doors. There is intimacy that happens between me and my spouse because we're one when we go behind closed doors that can't happen with anybody else in here. Are you tracking with me? But when you leave this group right here and you and God go behind closed doors. You you, you ain't hearing me, are you? You ain't hearing. I don't know if I can say it. I don't know if you'll receive it if I say it. Oh, God. Can I say it? Are you tracking with me on a spiritual level? When a man and a woman who are one, when they go behind closed doors... There is seed that there is seed that is exchanged behind closed doors that is not exchanged out here in the public. When you and God, you can come in here and worship and clap and go through the motions in here in public with everybody between you and God. But when you and God go behind closed doors, there is revelation that's exchanged. There is seed that God instills in you and puts in you. When you go behind closed doors, you want to talk, you want to know what passion and hunger is for God. It's an intimate intimacy with God it's an intimacy with God it's a getting along with God it's saying God show me secret things hour and ten minutes I've been preaching I gotta close you know what I want brother I don't know you I know you you know what? Can I borrow you? Can I borrow you? Come here for a second. You know what I want? I want to preach good. I do. I would love to be a good preacher. I really would. It'd be cool, you know. It'd be cool to be a good preacher. Everybody think he's a good preacher. I'd love to be a good preacher. It'd be nice. Have a good vocabulary. Be able to say it like I feel it. That'd be great. It'd be great to be able to tear the house down singing and playing and preaching like Pastor Chapman can do. Some people are good looking and play and sing and all. They got the whole package. That'd be nice. I'd like to be able to do that. I'd like to be able to preach good, have a good vocabulary. I'd like to be handsome. I'd like to have a lot of money. I'd like to have all my hair back. Not just on my back, but on my. But you know what I really want? Who was it? Was it John? Was it John in the Bible? See John knelt down there. I want. That's what I want. I want to get down here. I want to hear his heartbeat. I want to hear his heartbeat. 
I want to say, I want to hear his heartbeat. Lord, let me hear your heartbeat. Let me hear your heartbeat. I want to lay on his chest. I want to put my head on his chest. And I want to hear his heartbeat. I want to know how he feels about things. I want to know what he thinks about things. I don't want to watch something if it doesn't please him. I don't want to listen to something if it doesn't please I want to hear his heartbeat. I don't want to go somewhere if it, if it doesn't please him. If it hurts his heart, I don't want to go there. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do anything. I want to hear his heartbeat. You know what I want to do? You know what I want to do more than I want to preach good? I want to get up and go to my prayer closet. I want to sit down in my prayer closet. And I want to feel him put his arm around me. And I want him to say, son, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. I love you so much. I want to hear that. I want to hear it. I want to hear him talk to me. Hey, they heard the voice of Jesus. I want to hear his voice. Is he dead? Can he talk? I want to hear him call my name. I want to hear him say, Larry, I love you. I love you. I love you, Larry. You're in my will. You're pleasing to me. I I want to hear that. I, I know I hear it when I read the word, but I want to hear it out loud. Set me down if I'm wrong. Set me down if I'm wrong. I'm almost done, baby. I'm almost done. You know what I want to do? You know what I want to do? You know what I want to do? I want to do what he did. I want to do what he did. I want to do what he did. I want to walk into a cancer ward. I want to walk over to somebody dying with cancer who only got hours to live, and I want to lay hands on them in the name of Jesus, and the cancer immediately die and shrivel up, and they get up the next day and walk out of the hospital. That's what he did. They just called it leprosy back then. We call it cancer today. They call it leprosy. That's what I want to do. That's what I want to do. That's what I want to do. I want to walk up to a baby. I want to walk up to a, I want to walk up to a tanner. I want to walk up to a tanner who is seven years old in a wheelchair, ain't never walked a day in his life. I want to walk up to a tanner and I want to lay hands on a little, little boy named Tanner and I want to command him to get out of that wheelchair and I want him to walk immediately because that's what Jesus would do because that's what he did. Thank you, bro. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm preaching to myself. Maybe I'm preaching to myself. Somebody go back to that keyboard so I can shut up. Maybe I'm preaching to myself. But I'm not I'm not letting this go until I'm until I feel a release in my spirit. It's Friday night and I'm through I'm through apologizing and I'm through worried worrying about it. If you gotta go, you're dismissed. I'll be through in a few minutes. Maybe I'm preaching to myself because I just heard the Holy Ghost right there speak to me. I just heard the Spirit of God right there speak to me and say, Flannery, if you want that, if you want that, will you lay at, will you lay on this altar all your insecurities, all your fears, all your uncertainty? Will you lay it on the altar right now? Will you do what I tell you to do? Will you obey me when I tell you to do it? Will you quit questioning my will for your life? Will you quit questioning the plans that I have for you? Will you lay down your insecurities? Will you lay down your 
your failures? Will you forget? Will you quit worrying about what people are saying about you? Will you quit worrying about your own uh, 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 image? Will you quit worrying about your own image, your own persona? Will you quit worrying about protecting an image and, and instead, of, instead of reflecting my image, you're protecting your image? You're worried about what people are going to say about you? You won't step out of the boat when I call you out of the boat? Come on, somebody. Are you willing? Are you hungry enough for the presence of God that you are willing to abandon you? Pastor Holland, it didn't make sense, but it's, it's about to make sense. It's about to make sense, sir. It's about to make sense. It's about to make perfect sense. <laughs> to quote the scripture, you're seeing some things through a glass darkly right now. But it's about to clear up. And it's about to make sense because it's always been in the plans <laughs> Sister Holland he's going to cross every T and he's going to dot every I it's going to make sense and all he wants you to do right now is trust him Right where you are, right where you're at, right what you're dealing with, just trust Him. Christina, baby girl, I love you. I love you, Christina. I love you. You're one of my favorite people in all the world. There's a yoke on you. You've got to break it off. You need to break it off. It's time to break it off. You're the only one that can break it off. It doesn't have power over you. It doesn't have authority over you. It cannot control you. It has no right to be in your life. It has no right to be on your neck. But it is holding you down. It is holding you back. And it's time for you to break it. Once and for all, it's time for you to break it. And so you got to, so in the, in the way to break it is to lay it, is to take it off and lay it on, on an altar. To lay it on an altar of sacrifice. A bloody, blood-stained, nasty altar. Lay that yoke on it and leave it there. The altar will consume what's been consuming you. The odd. Did you hear me? The altar. If you lay it on the altar with trust and with confidence, the altar will consume what's been consuming you. Your mind and your spirit will be free. Your mind and your spirit and your heart will be free when you lay that yoke on the altar. 
It ain't of God. And the enemy cannot make it stay. closed all over this building. I want you to take your neighbor by the hand. I want you to just start praying for somebody. An insatiable hunger for the power of presence. An insatiable hunger for the presence of God insatiable hunger to walk in the gifts of the Spirit, an insatiable hunger to operate in the gifts of the Spirit, an insatiable hunger to touch the Lord, passionate pursuit of the presence of God, the Shekinah glory of God, the face of God, the face of God, the face of God, the face of God. Are you hungry for the face of God tonight? Are you hungry for the face of God? If you want the face, if you want the face. If you want the face, you've got to lay some things down. If you want the face, some things have got to come off of you. You've got to bring them to this altar right now. You've got to lay them on this altar right now. come on there's people praying right now in this altar there's people praying there's people praying right now